listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. I don't know this one. Yeah, I'm out. Brian? Not it. <laughs> oh, Steven, what is it? Matlock. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I'm old enough for that one. Oh. Yeah, me neither. You're well, ne- I mean, I am. You're never too old for Matlock. Hey, guys, tonight, Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Who Done It after show. Um, episode five, Bum Ba Dee Da, which I don't really see the, t- the tie in. Bum, but then, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't is, get it. Isn't it like dun dun dun? Yeah, well, that, that's that's the trademark law and order yeah. sound. So probably <laughs> okay. Not. Well, tonight it seems like the game is changing a little bit. Some of the rules are changing. Two people are killed off. It's we- my best, uh, my favorite episode yet. Really? Why? Well, because uh, who gets killed? <laughs> Skipping right to the end. Aren't you going to miss Sasha? Absolutely. I know she was your favorite. Yes. Yes. Sorry for having that spoiler right up front. Yeah. I loved this episode. (laughs) Loved it. You know, I really love the fact that they're actually showing us more of the actual killer. They're showing us... um, Little glimpses. Yes. So we can go back and look. Yes. And um, we've had some viewers. We've had some questions. We're expecting a phone call from Anthony Zyker, the executive producer. So hopefully we'll get to ask him some questions tonight um, about the show, about the rules. But we have had a lot of really great comments from we you We have guys. a caller on the line. Ooh, awesome. Oh, there we go. So we have a caller on the line. Anthony, are you there? Oh, they hang up. Okie dokie. Well, we're we're going to sort that out. But we do have Anthony calling in. We have a couple questions for him. We're very, very excited about it. We thank all the folks at over at ABC for helping us organize the call. Um, but is he back again yet, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Call you on the line with AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. Hey, it's Anthony Zucker. Hi. Hey. hey. How are right you? On, right on time. I know. We like it. You're actually a couple minutes early. I'm very impressed. I like uh, it. That's, that's how I'm doing nowadays. Nice and early. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and we appreciate all the folks over at ABC that helped us, you know, make sure. this happen. Um, sure. We just watched the show. Very good episode tonight. How you. How are you feeling about the show? I feel great. I mean, I, I, I've been telling everybody, this is like, this is like the... The Chris Abrego, Anthony's like our masterpiece. You know, we 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 debuted, um, you know, almost what almost five weeks ago. Some people got it, some people didn't. But I got to tell you, I sit in the cutting room every single week, and I'm like, this show is just so good. You know, it just gets better and better and better. And tonight was a 
a really fun uh, double murder. It was a fun episode, and the game changed a little bit. We got to see a little bit more of the the murder. We got to see not just like you know a, a, a shadowed out individual that was doing the actual murder. We got to see that somebody, and we actually wanted to go back and try and see if we could tell whose horse it was, but we didn't have time. So no, I know. I feel I was like reading some of the some of the t- uh, some of the tweets and. People were like rewinding it back, going, "Oh, blah blah blah," is on the black horse and close, and you know we were so nervous about this. This episode in particular is the fifth episode of nine, so don't forget, I'm writing these things before we're actually shooting these things, so I don't know how smart or you know savvy the contestants are going to be at this point. So we knew that we had to get more and more difficult, and I would kept you know, ABC kept warning me they're going to be smart, they're going to be smart. So. This is a little, a couple, a couple of tricks on there, and like the left, left side of the uh, snake satchel and the right side leg, stuff like that, to try to throw them off. But you know, I, this was one of those things where uh, the, the origination of this particular murder weapon was from Trey Calloway, one of our writers from CSI New York, who's on the Susan staff, who said that he read somewhere that in Africa they do this kind of thing where they take two nails, put snake poison, and whap you, and then you're dead in the desert. And then people, when they, when they find you, they think, oh, well, this guy got bit by a snake, but it's actually murder. And I'm like, oh, reason that one. Good idea. <laughs> so I have a quick question about the death sequences. Are the deaths sequenced to the episode, or do you guys, have you guys figured out, like, when, you know, Ulysses dies, he's going to get whacked with the poisonous, you know, two by for that has the nails on it like does that have any correlation or is it just kind of how it works out no i mean the first you know the first thing that we do in the writer's room in the writer's room like myself and liz divine who's a real csi from csi vegas and then uh trey calloway csi new york myself and a guy named travis who's our writer's assistant but we will actually break the true crime top to bottom with all the evidence and we'll, we'll write it out like the story you know so when giles reads it that's the first thing we do and then we'll just go back and, and just unpack the script to, to them. But we'll, we'll put contestant number five. You know, it'll, it'll be blank until they go ahead and do the episode in real time. And then we'll go ahead and plug and play, you know, Ulysses and have, you know, Gildard and Giles read the true crime and just plug and play the person who got immunity, the plug and play who, who are the bottom two or three, and the plug and play for, okay. you know, as, as the episode plays out. So uh, the thing about this versus CSI is these scripts are coming out like every 15 minutes. Because as things change inside the episode, I'm, I'm putting out new pages, so it's pretty frantic. So, is it actually being filmed like over a day? Like, how long are we seeing this? Because you know, as it's two said- days, yeah, two days of shooting. Like <clears throat> that was that was in Valencia, California. So that was two long, hot, crazy days. Um, yeah. But it looks beautiful. I mean, the, the horses and the slow motion, the cinematography is just fantastic. Uh, and then the day three is, is what we call interview day. So those are the days where, you know, the story editors go ahead and ask the contestants all the questions that are pertinent to what happened in the previous two days. And, and the sound bites completely save our life in the cutting room. So therefore, we can kind of keep the story going based on the interview bites. So, so you, you said that you, uh, you're basically churning out, you know, additional pages or at least, you know, at least plug and play kind of uh, edits to the script as it's going. Are you, so are, are the you and some of the other writers, um, basically, like watching, you know, some some footage that's live or that's recorded, or oh yeah, it's all live. Okay. That's the thing, you know. We'll we'll be. I was literally a, a script ahead only. Okay. So I mean, there was literally. And the thing is, so for example, I don't know if you guys are watching the show from the beginning, but when Dante died, mm-hmm. they kept all the contestants kept making comments about Dante's Inferno, Dante's Inferno. So to go back inside the true crime script of Giles and be like, and and just start the the show with. You know, Dante, you know, Dante's Inferno, my homage, it writes itself. I gotta go back and change that. 
And every time there would be a zig or a zag in the script that I, I can call back, I would just hop in and change the script. Um, sometimes they miss evidence. Like I got to go back in and, and maybe have a killer sometimes say, you, you're getting sloppy or you missed it. And you'll see some of those things in the, in the episodes to where I'm going right. to I make comments. And just trying to keep it real right. time. But, you know, CSI is different. You have, you know, uh, five days of a script. You go down there. They shoot it for eight and, a, eight and a half days. And there's three weeks in post. Da, da, da. This is like your script behind. They're 15 to 20 page scripts. You're shooting over two days. Day three is interviews. And you're prepping. I mean, imagine prepping these murders with you know a couple of days' notice. You know, we had we shot this thing every single day for 29 straight days on the episode. Then nearly killed us. It was a very very tough shoot. Wow. I have a question too. I I read somewhere that the post show corpse confessions were something that was actually added, and I don't believe that was in episode one. No, no. We, so here's what happened. So we we debut what September 23rd or something. Mm-hmm. No, no, not September. Um, was it June 23rd? Yeah. And uh, this, the guy was on the, on the type wire, the high wire guy. So he's there, like, snatching all of our viewers. Oh, the guy the, like, um, crossing it, the Grand Canyon. Right, yeah. So, like, 15 million people, like, adios mm-hmm. to half an hour. So they'd be, like, 14, you know, 4.3 million people. So all these comments kept coming back from the press and kept coming back from people about, it's, you know, it's silly and hooky and scripted and this and that, and they're, they're actors. And I'm like, whoa, what? Actors? You know, so I, you know, now I'm like, uh oh, now they think it's some kind of cheesy, you know, cheap CSI show, and I was, I was getting like crazy. So I called ABC. I'm like, well, we need to make sure people are clear. Like, these are not actors. People are stressed out on this show. We we went to have thousands of people submit. We got down to like uh, 98, down to 48, down to 13. So we went back in the previous on and we're like, you know, 13 everyday people. Jeremy, everyday people, right? We like, you know, and then. We we luckily shot the post interviews with them with makeup on. I'm like, just pop those in at the end to tell people a, they're they're not actors, and b that we're not killing people on the show. I mean, <laughs> continually, this this is this. I, I'm telling you, I still I still get you know uh, comments every single episode about are you killing people on the show? I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, you think we're really killing people on the show? I'm gonna be up for murder at ABC. We had a literally. By the way, you know, I've been taught at CSI that the audience, at the end of the day, is so much smarter than, than us, which which I believe. And if you give the audience 35, percent they'll fill in 65. percent So I didn't want to hand walk everybody through the gameplay, you know, paint by numbers in episode one. So it was really my call to make sure that we didn't use things like elimination, challenge, gameplay contestant it didn't only explain the rules and just let it play out with the sort of new reality fiction but people they took it wrong and and some people just didn't get it never came back those that have that get it now you know are totally sucked in yeah there was definitely i think a little confusion because you know if you don't go to the website or if you don't watch to the very very end in the beginning you're not really aware that there's a test right. which i get probably doesn't make good television to see people going into a room to write down answers to a test. But like some of the things of what's on this test and a question that we get a lot from viewers is, is it a multiple choice test or do they have to? No, it's no, it's not because we don't want, we don't want to. So, so here's the thing. That's weird, weird right? As standards of practices, you have to legally make the contestants take a written test. Okay. okay. So the whole state your case part of the show is real, obviously, but the true testimony, testament of like where you, if you're going to survive or not is this written test, hocus pocus. So they do that. Okay. They're all they're all fill in the blank. Okay. We don't want you to we don't want you to jog your memory. And go oh, it was static static electricity? Oh, it was the snake weapon right? 
So SAP has a, does a whole song and dance with these tests that you take off screen. My boss didn't want to show, you know, the contestant is taking a, a test on the show because I, from my storytelling background with CSI, wanted to make sure this felt like reality fiction. It felt like, in so many ways, you're kind of watching a drama and don't break the fourth wall by having people at a desk with, with, with sharpened pencils. Didn't want to do that. Right. So that's how, that's how they get kicked off. And, and, you know, whoever does the best in the written test is the one who's spared in the immunity and the ones who do the worst are in the bottom two or three. And ultimately, the you know the worst uh, test taker gets bounced. And uh, if the killers, if the killer is ever scared, then he or she uh, cannot get kicked off. Like that's the rules. Right. I do have a question about that. It seems that until this episode, where actually Chris was the one that was like saved, like right away, she's. It seemed like she figured it out the most. It, mm-hmm. it didn't really coincide with whoever was telling the story or whoever got the last clue, whether it be Ronnie um, two episodes ago, and they weren't the one that was actually saved right away. So, is it really the person that saved right away is the top? on that test or is that yeah, random? Yeah, that, that's what happens. So the thing is, so here's, here's the rub, right? Here's the TV rub that we tell people, uh, like on this, like on this show, because this is like the insider, insider stuff, right? As I lay in my bed next to my six year old, um, <laughs> at, at the, at the end of the day, in a perfect world, Chris in that episode would have had the, the most, you know, kick ass bites, right? She would have been like, you know, bam, 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 bam. Right. And so if you watch the state your case by itself, you're like, oh, Chris did the best in her pitch. And that would make sense of her being spared and, and granted immunity. A lot of times we don't have the best footage of the state your case to, to warrant why somebody wins the immunity for the episode. You understand? Yes. So, so it's, it's problematic because we're going, here's the thing, we're going off a written test. The audience has no idea it's a written test. But we have to take the best bites for the, for the pre, pre, presumptive winner of, of the state your case challenge, but we don't have the footage to, to, to support us sometimes. So it's a little bit hinky. So if you're ever watching the show and go, oh, I didn't know, how could Lindsay win? How could Ulysses win? It's because we're a bit hamstrung on what, what we shoot for state your case. Okay. Now, when you guys were doing the casting, um, did you have a separate casting for the killer, or was it actually somebody who was going up to be a contestant? No, yeah, they're all contestants, and I think what happened, because I, I was, had people in town from Buffalo, so I didn't actually do the final casting. I, I left it in the hands of my partners, but I think, as I understand it, um, we asked the final 13 or 14, hey, would you want to be a killer? You know, and there's a, there's, a, there's a guaranteed money prize for being the killer. And I believe a handful of people said, yeah, sure. And then of that, yeah, sure, we, they chose one. And I had no idea who the killer was for the first eight episodes. I had none, no idea. I mean, I, I actually guessed, you know, I guessed literally, it's Dante. He would get killed. Oh, it's Adriana because she's acting weird. <laughs> right. Okay, so it's got to be, you know, Dung. So goes, it's a cop. Oh, it's the ex-cop guy who lies. He got killed. And I'm like, I'm done guessing. Forget it. So after that, I had no idea. And are you guys married to that killer? I mean, you oh, kind of yeah, have that's to be the at this the entire point. way. Okay. I mean, when you, when it's, it's funny because when you don't know, I mean, I was, I'm on the set with these people, like, every single day. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm watching closely. I have no idea. You'll have no idea at the, at the end of the day. I mean, unless you're really, really savvy. But you just, you know, it's like the obvious. Is it the obvious? Maybe. Is it not obvious? Maybe. I mean, it, your head plays so many games. and I was just tired of guessing. Like, I just couldn't do it. And every time the cast would see me, you know, on, the, on lockdown, they'd always give me, you know, crazy looks because I was a sort of Moriarty writing crazy scripts behind their back. But I have these guys so terrorized. And you saw... When I had to, when I had to kill, when I had to kill uh, Dana and Sasha, 
meaning I had to walk in and go, hey, I'm the Grim Reaper. Adios, guys, you guys are off the show, and, and kind of walk them through that emotion because they're, they're, Dana was like, I am so ready to go. I want off this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stressed out. I mean, she was like so over it. I mean, her, so all those alligator tears, they're not, they're not acting. I mean, she was a wreck the entire show, and right. it was time for her to go, and then Sasha was just so so angry about this whole, you know, uh, this, this snake snake business, you know, yeah, and, and when, I, when I cut that episode, you know, remember, you remember when, she, when she did the whole rant? Yeah. I told you guys black and red and jack, jack, jack. That was actually earlier in the show, but I put it when she got her, when she got her scare card, I just lifted that segment and put it there in the show. So she kind of just went off like mid scared or spare, which is kind of fun. So it's all the power of like editing. That's awesome. And is there... I've read some places that is there hints in every episode that lead to the killer, or is very that subtle, very, very subtle. subtle. Yeah, subtle? I mean, you really gotta, really gotta watch. You know, you know, can you go back and watch the horses and rewind stuff? No, I mean, we're very, very particular not to not to do that. Right. You know, but I'll, but we're sitting there in the in the editing room in the uh, writers' room going, okay, we need a diversion. The, the original diversion, by the way, was this supposed to be at night? So when they walk across the tripwire, we're supposed to tripwire fireworks. To get the melee going, and, and then actually have the guy. Well, we couldn't we couldn't do fireworks in the forest. It's against against the law. Right. So we ended up doing like you know we ended up doing pigeons, which was fine. It worked out great because I, I think you know that shot in the day, the recreation of the slow motion was actually pretty awesome. But the funny part about the pigeons was I was like, okay, so once they get let go, like where do they go? And they're like, oh, they go back home. <laughs> I'm like, you know, reset so that those those homing pigeons actually just fly away and go back to their to their place, you know, twenty miles away. Did you get that on the first take? Those pigeons perfectly. We I tell you what, we were sweating the pigeons. We had a, we had a pigeon cam for a GoPro <laughs> inside there, and then we had like, two cracks at the pigeons. So that was it, you know. So the the first pigeons you couldn't even see them, and I'm like, oh no. And then the second pigeons, we we, we got one great shot of the pigeons, and that was it. But after that, there's no more. There's no like, hey, bring in some more pigeons. That was it. Like we had, I think, forty. We did 20 and 20, and we were out of pigeons, so we had to get the shot. It worked out pretty good. <laughs> you guys use a lot of um, animals in your diversions. Is there anything? I know. Any other exciting animals we're going to see? Uh, any, uh, any, more, any more animals? Yeah. What, what, what are we. Mm, is there anything we're looking forward to in the next couple episodes? I don't think episodes? so, no. No, no more animals. Well, yeah, I can't tell you that, but no, <laughs> yeah, probably not. But the thing is, the, the, the Mountain Lion episode, in particular, the original episode that we wrote that we scrapped was. The mountain, there was supposed to be a game, a game room, like a big game hunting room uh, inside the manor. Okay. And suddenly, uh, when they went back to look at the the game room, there was an empty head area where the mountain lion was, meaning it was loose inside the house. That was the original take, and then we kind of switched it up to come out from the trap door from the kitchen. That 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 mountain lion's name was Kona. She's a she's a juvenile male mountain lion. And that thing ripped up the Don, the Don, the dummy so bad at the end of the night that it ripped its head off. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, pretty funny. That would have been a uh, good, story, yeah. good post-show corpse confession with the horse, uh, the head <laughs> yeah. hanging off. Um, so, and then in tying it all together, you guys... So you you casted you casted the thirteen. From there, you gave people the opportunity to come forward to you know be in the running for the killer. And then, are you guys? Is everybody happy, or is there like man, you know, from fans are saying this or that, and we wish we would have picked somebody else, or is it kind of still on? Like everyone's like, yeah, we made the right pick. Oh, we definitely made the right pick. That's for sure. I mean, I was completely fooled. No, I was right there. I talked to the cast every single night. We give them like beers and pizza to hang out and talk to them for an hour. How'd you guys sit with the show? <clears throat> you guys all right? I had no idea. No idea. 
you know, because again, the obvious is the obvious, and the unobvious is the unobvious, and you just you just can't figure it out. It's just really it's really impossible. But 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 the great thing about it, what's happening on Twitter and Facebook, is the fact that literally people are backing these horses ferociously. Right. And you know, ABC has been cool enough to let me. I just wrote the intro for episode for the finale um, on Friday. And we're literally, you know, it's a big, huge finale recap. And again, and they were so cool to give me the voice. I said things I want to say so bad to America, which is they're not actors, for Christ's sake. Number two, we're not killing people, for Christ's sake. We're <laughs> trending on Twitter. It's like we, we hoodwinked you on this one. Like we were a step ahead of everybody, you know, and we... Um, it's really gave us a chance to kind of just really highlight this special thing we did, which we, we really did pitch the snow hitter. You know, it's a really, really good, smart show. I think people just, it was so new, they couldn't quite get their heads up. But if, once you're into it, you know, and, you, and you're a loyal fan to it, it's a really a great ride. And episode six is fantastic next week. Really? It's and really it- good, yeah. I mean, the, the double murder was very cool. You know, my, my, my son tonight's like, so are they wax and their bodies are hidden somewhere else? <laughs> like he's already, he's already thinking, you know. Do you tell him? I won't him- tell him anything. I was- my <laughs> wife either. I tell them zero. Wow, look at you being all confidential. Oh, no. I mean, I was right. I was right in the finale on Friday, and my son comes in, and I'm like, and then, and then, and adios. <laughs> the last thing we need you to do is Instagram the winner. I'll kill you. <laughs> so, wait, so you guys are still, you, didn't, you haven't finished filming the finale? Is that? Oh, yeah, we're done. No, we're all, oh. we're all, we're all, everything's in the can. It's just, I'm, I rewrote the intro to the, to the finale uh, because okay. I wanted to make sure it sort of was big and epic and recap this really great season. So, um, are we going to get to see, like, the little snippets that we should have picked out, like, like the little hints from every episode. Are you going to kind of do a montage of that? Yeah, yeah. There, nice. There'll be a, there'll be a, a lot of sort of like retrospective business inside the finale. I mean, you'll definitely get a recap of all the murders. You'll get all the, all the inside stuff that we kind of want to share. There's a little bit of a little bit of a breaking the fourth wall in the, in the teaser I wrote just to kind of get people to say, hey, you know, I didn't want to, didn't want to just do a traditional recap and go, okay, let, you know, the, the, let's recap the eight seasons. You know, Dante got burned, Adriana got blasted. You know, right. I want to just do that. I want to go in and just and tell the Twitter fans, hey, we're trending thanks to you. You know, they're not actors, and these are real emotions. And if they have, if they die, they have to act out their own murder. If there is any acting, that these tears are real, and you know, we're not killing people. And I right. think Giles says the line is, and this is a, a piece of dialogue that you'd see in four weeks from now, which is, uh, some of you thought we were killing people on who uh, on the show. I let the killer answer that, but then again, he or she might have to kill you. Let's recap the season, <laughs> shall we? Recap It's very cool. That's awesome, and that also in the finale, if you showing some of the fourth wall, I think will give viewers like, wow, now next season I can watch it, and I maybe if I think a little differently about it, I'll figure it out. Oh, so totally, we were our mandate always was let's do really, really big murders. When they, you know, don't forget, this whole thing started. With Chris Abrego at 51 Minds, the creator of Surreal Life and those other other really cool shows, they had this. The show was called Dead Celebrity, okay. and then the gameplay didn't quite work. And so, you know, my boss Paulie over at ABC was like, "Well, let's talk to Zyker, because I'm sure he the CSI brain he could figure this thing out." So we got together at Kate Manolini's this, this sort of like restaurant on Wilshire, and uh, we had lunch and we cracked the gameplay in a couple of days, and it, it turned into Who Done It. But we were always, you know, my my job was. As a, as a writer and producer was to do really, really big, fun, CSI light type episodes to where you can kind of just enjoy them and have some fun. You know, right. mountain lion and golf cart getting blasted and someone's on fire and that yeah. kind of stuff. And, it, and, it worked, and we got more big stuff to come. Yeah. Do you have very vivid dreams? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't. I mean, I have like I have like three nightmares a year. You know, um, <laughs> you get when, it when all do, out. Like work. really, I'm usually running around my house and trying to like you know see if I could jump off buildings and stuff and that kind of weird stuff. But I don't know. I've had so much information with CSI. I just feel like, well, you know, it'd be cool to do this, cool to do that. Like next year, I want to do like like a like a big boa constrictor swallow somebody or you know, just somebody <laughs> something really cool. You know, or have the killer have have the contestants kill someone in an accident like by axing through a wall or something. Right. So. I don't know if you guys have seen, uh, but I, you know, the, we have we have a book out called Murder on Mystery Manor. It's Who Done It. It's a red cover on Amazon, and it literally literally is season zero with like seven new crimes and tease up Giles and the killer. It's a very cool read. So, if you're a rabbit fan, listen to this. You can pick pick out that three dollar Kindle book. It's pretty fun. That's awesome. Well, I just wanted to say we really really appreciate you calling in. Um, thank you for all the inside scoop. If there's any other little things you think we should know, we'd love to hear them. But um, I know that yeah, you have a limited time. Yeah, I'll give you a couple time. tips. So, you know, next, next week is uh, the, the, the episode of next week is called um, "All the World's a Stage." It's very sort of Oscar themed, um, very theatrical. If you saw the, the next week on, you saw those, those dummies that look like the real people. That was really cool. Yeah, great episode. And then you get to episode probably seven, eight, and then by the finale there'll be uh, a winner, a loser, and a killer. And uh, I think if you know if you haven't opted in, you should go back and watch the episodes and get yourself caught up because they, they just get better and better and better to the end. And we're very proud of the show. So thanks for thanks for having us, and uh, stay tuned next week. Yes, congratulations on the show. We love it, and we love talking about it every week. So we thank you guys for creating it, and thank you for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. You got it. Okay, take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Right, bye. 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 And if you guys were listening or tuning in or downloading us, we just, that was Anthony Zyker, who is the executive producer of Who Done It, also the executive producer and creator of CSI. So he was nice enough to join us and answer some questions, and it totally cleared some stuff up. Yeah. You know, it was very, very interesting. I really thought that the deaths, like, had to do with, with the person, and they don't. It's just, you know, plug and play with whenever it's your time, t- turn to go, it's you're dying this way. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting just the way that he said that they were writing like three days or the way that the shooting was and that it was like 15 minute writing. And, you know, I think that just I mean, I kind of look at the whole thing a little bit differently now. That really clears a lot of um, things up. I mean, in in terms of, you know, it seems some weeks there's, you know, there it's kind of backloaded on some of the clues or evidence in the sense that, you know, it seems like they really are responding to what did the contestants get, what did they not get, so that at least someone will have all the pieces and that sounds like that's exactly what they do. You know, right. if if they don't you know, if they don't get what they need to get from the morgue, um, then it'll you know then they'll script it right into the uh, into one of the later riddles. Right, which is that's yeah genius. That's genius. It's really genius. Like you're a genius. Um, <laughs> it really is. Because I would have never like I thought that they were maybe editing and doing some other stuff, you know what I mean, to make it seamless, but that clearly makes the most sense to do right. that. Um, they so, know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they do. So hopefully we'll see more and more seasons of this great show. Um, okay, so back to tonight's episode. We have the three, you know, there's a little bit of drama in the beginning with the two teams separation, um, but we do break up into the different locations before, you know, Gino tries to come over and steal somebody, but we'll get to that later. So we have at the crime scene, which again is a little bit spoiled because we've talked about it, but we had the snake, the tripwire, we had that whole thing happen. The pigeons. The pigeons, 40 pigeons. 20 at a time. 20 at a time, which is genius. Like, how many 
Yeah, I just I just like that they were homing pigeons, and so like when they let them go, they don't have to worry about capturing them again. They just go straight back to wherever they came from, several miles away. Yeah, but yeah, very nice. They think of everything. They do. They do. Um, Except for a third set of pigeons, if the (laughs) second hadn't worked out, but it worked out. Yeah, it it did work out. They had a good film crew, clearly. Yeah. Um, And then we have the morgue, and um, (laughs) you know, I think it's funny that. You know, Melina, Lindsay, and Dana are there, and they kind of, again, it's still the game. It's Dana's hiding, you know, that it's the le- the two holes through the leg pants. Like, people are still playing this strategy in this game and hiding evidence from each other. And then in the last known whereabouts, Chris actually, you know, figures out the oleander, and she doesn't want to tell Lindsay. And then we see something very interesting at the end when they're putting all their clues together that Chris actually is, like, pretty much admits, like, I withheld information from you guys. Yeah, it's definitely fun. like I mean this the whole thing with splitting the teams is you have to make sure you get that clue or your team gets that clue then. I mean it really makes it crucial. You know, and like with Dana, she didn't want to show her the snake bite and she thought she had all this information and you know all this stuff, but it really kind of comes back to bite her in the butt, like being on that mm-hmm. team. Literally, Literally. Yeah. bite her. Yes. Well, I, one thing is you, you know when we were watching, we had you know, I, I think Steph, you had, you had remarked that it was just kind of weird what what Chris was doing, saying, "Well, I, you know, I, I lied to you earlier." But that's like, I, I think that's at least the second time she's done something similar to that. Because right. if you remember when she was off with Lindsay, um, she a couple of episodes ago, she basically went to the oh to Sasha. Yeah, she went to Sasha and was like, and, and revealed some information. I forget exactly what it was that we were that we were just kind of dumbfounded as to why she did. So I don't know. You know, if that's something about her personality or whether she's got some type of plan that she hasn't, you know, she hasn't told anyone her strategy on, on screen yet, but maybe there's some type of strategy in that that she's just trying to sow the seeds of discord among the others or whether, I don't know. I, I think it could be because, you know, Cam kind of put this whole, this is my team together. And I think this is maybe her way of saying, like, yeah, I may be on your team, mm-hmm. but... I kind of, you know, I have my own thing, too. You know, because that's how I would be. I wouldn't want to be controlled by him. Yeah, she's kind of standing her ground a little bit and being like, I still can screw you over, so don't screw me over. Well, and, I mean, we're now down to six. You know, in another week, one of those teams is going to be down to two. Um, And so, you know, I mean... Or both of them. Right. Certainly, I mean, certainly, if you're planning, you know, if you want to win, which is the only, you know, other than Killer, that's the only position where you actually make any money... Right. Um, you know, you actually have to have a plan for after your team breaks up. So it could very well be that she's, you know, saying that she's just intentionally trying to say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not a complete snake in the grass." The other people say, you know, I know this information. As you can see, I'm a, I'm a strong player. If we're recruiting a second team after this, I might be someone you want on that. You know, it's very interesting to me too. Um, a little bit of a side note, but from what we just got from the interview, is that so. They had so so the mentality of the contestant that was like, I might win, but maybe I should go with this guaranteed money. Like there's a few like I don't know that Cam like I feel like Cam might be a little bit too cocky and was like, No, I'm not gonna, you know, go for the second best. I'm gonna try and win this thing. Like that plays into the characters and the strategy of the contestants we have. Like who's willing to be like you know what? Yeah, I could win two fifty, or I mean, you know, we don't know how much the killer got, but or I could be safe with X. So let me let me try that too. 
That yeah. is that is a good point because if you think about it, like you said, Cam, you know, if he's thinking, okay, there was 96 of us and then they whittled it down to this and whittled it down to this, then I'm thinking, okay, I could probably beat 12 other people. Right. But then I think someone with a more shy personality, like let's say Melina, I feel like she maybe might be like, okay, I would take the money. Right. You know? So it kind of could be a twist on who we think the killer could be. Right. Or it could just be Gino because, I mean, he's, he's uh, guaranteed money. I'm going to go to sleep in the opening shot of the entire thing. <laughs> Man, you've been after yeah, him for you, that. You, you're like, <laughs> do, do you need a nap? No. Oh, you're jealous of the nap, aren't you? <laughs> Always. All right. Yeah. Um, so then, so after, you know, the initial thing, we get to the arrows in the path, and I... I, I I mean, I got right away, and I don't normally get it exactly right away, but I was right away with the blue arrow, because they were like, look up, blue sky. And it was interesting how people ran to the wrong one. Um, and when they were doing those little puzzles, I was curious to why they weren't following each other. I don't know if in the rules you had to complete yours before you could run, but you notice how, like, yeah. in the previous episodes, when someone when someone saw someone else take off running, like they knew where they were going, people followed. And that yeah. didn't happen in this one. Yeah, I mean, I... I- I think you're right in the sense that it had to be something in, in this week's rules because, I mean, they they were literally, like, encouraging each other to, you know, I, I think Sasha and, uh, and Dana were like, come on, girl, you can do it. Like, I mean, whereas, you know, while they're the only two people just left on that platform, it, it definitely seems to me that that's probably part of the rules and that, that would tie in nicely to the way that they worked the snake house where, you know, one person in at a time, that really does... Um, you know, it makes it so that it's really a hurdle you have to get to to get there. And then, you know, however many times in the snake house you get um, is directly tied to whether or not you're able to finish that that map. Well, and it kind of also goes with what he was saying, what which was that they were writing the episodes as they were going. Because maybe they were like, okay, now people are starting to follow. So now we're going to write it where you have to complete this task in right. order to go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make the most sense. Right. right. But they couldn't, you know, in the same sense, they couldn't be so vocal about that. Because right. then people would be like, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? But yeah, I think they are, like, they're realizing along the way, like, it, it is changing. Like, the, the whole show is changing slightly as we keep going forward. It's definitely getting better. It's totally getting better. And, I mean, I think that, you know, they're they're perfectly okay. I mean, it sounds like this is the the vague, kind of the vagueness of what's going on, you know, behind the scenes as to what we see on camera is intentional. You know, as as Anthony described it, you know, calling it reality fiction. I mean, basically, this is intentionally kind of a mashup to to uh, have, you know, it's these real people, but they're going to script it for, you know, so that when we watch it, it's like a mashup of the of, of a show we're watching, like a CSI show, and then, then the real people involved, and that, you know, some of the things that we were kind of questioning are, I think, very deliberate um, after, you know, after hearing from, from Anthony Zyker. It sounds to me like, um, you know, they were intentionally made to be just deliberate but somewhat obscure, and now they're they're making them a little more, I think, obvious so that mm-hmm. people don't, Continue to think that people are actually being murdered on the show. Which is good for them because it shows that they can transform with it. And it really is the first show of its kind. Like I can't – there's a lot of reality television out there, but I don't think there's anything in this reality fiction genre yet. Or no one's doing it this way. Like this way is amazing the way that they're doing it. Certainly not on on network. I mean there's something stuck in – but even with Wait. all the other shows, like The Biggest Loser or what other some like reality competition shows, I don't know that there's someone embedded that is going to win and lo- you know what I mean. Like well, I don't have, think the whole thing's the same. Things like the um, Joe Schmo, you know, Joe like, Millionaire. 
Well, is it Joe Molina? Yes. Okay, maybe the same difference. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, they've had that where he's, like, not really a millionaire type of thing, and he's acting. But I feel like this is, they're all different. acting a little bit. You right. know, because obviously they have to, you know, like, retell their story, you know, right. when they die, that type of thing. But when you said reality fiction, I feel like that really clicked. Like, it totally makes sense that it is yeah. reality right. fiction. And, and I mean, yeah. I think that, that you know, Anthony actually... Expressly kind of distinguished from the Joe Millionaire, which was you, you had an actual actor portraying Evan Marriott, the, the supposed thing, who is also supposedly a. Anyway, well, it, it was a millionaire dating show. Right, right. Who wasn't a millionaire? Right, actor, yeah. reality, etc. And I think he's trying to say that not only is this not one actor, you know, being the being the killer, and then a bunch of, um, you know, real people. These are actually real, real people. At least, you know, as he says, not not you know a lot of the contestants that or applicants you get for reality yeah. TV. Well, shows. they are, yeah, they're not actors at all. I mean, I'm, there's yeah. guidelines that they're telling them, you know, and mm-hmm. clearly they're not dying, but they are real people that are being. And like you said, they're exhausted. They're over, some of them are over it. Some of them are ready to go home. You know, and you could tell, which I thought was, I didn't think that Dana was going to die because of that interview. So it's kind of weird when you think that they're being so honest. Like, you yeah. know, like I thought that was to throw us off when she was like, oh my god i'm ready to go home you know what i mean but then she died off so she's clearly really was ready to go home even from what anthony said i I was surprised at how straightforward um both of the the victims were this week you know if you if you watch the episode you say you know and you you don't have any you know you're not questioning anyone's you know credibility or what they're saying to you if you just watch it very you know straightforwardly um, you say, boy, Dana wants to go home. She's just tired of it. And Sasha is pissed off. And, yeah. you know, Anthony said, that's, that's exactly yeah. what happened. But, and, and he's the, thing the Grim is, Reaper, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. The thing is, I actually, we all know that Sasha's been my pick from the beginning because of the way that she was pissed off. And the, like, she's kind of had this pissed off thing almost the whole way. And Sassy I, Sasha. Yeah. Sassy and Sasha. I thought she was kind of just flying under the radar, which I thought made it interesting and made her a good candidate for the killer. But I thought thought that would stop and she would then you know start adding more or you know whatever and it didn't happen that way so yeah i feel like it definitely tonight's episode it was definitely time for her to and go. we feel vindicated because yes. and i've resisted every week Rich, i've been like Virginia no and I, we just thought she was pissed off she's pissed i don't know she's mad yeah but um you know so and i thought that it was very interesting as well as there's our word interesting i know we say it a lot <laughs> sorry guys um that Gino, Malena, and Dana were the three that didn't get the information or half of the information from Chris, and Melina was still saved. She was still spared. Well, that's because Sasha just, I feel like she got in her own head and so, messed up her card. She, like, I she, really, Sasha was like poison chewing tobacco for Ulysses, which seems a was, bit out of character. Yeah. And I wonder if she did. I wonder if she was just over it and was like, I'm going to say the most ludicrous thing. <laughs> chewing tobacco? Like, he wasn't like you guys would not like if you're riding horses and someone has chewing tobacco they're gonna spit they're gonna have like a watch like you would you would kind of know she kind of pulled that one from left field and she had all the information like and and you know chris even told her like you saw everything you know so why did she come up with this crazy idea i don't know and she was well she was so heated heated about that song that childhood song, which I've never heard before. Red touches yellow, kills a fellow. Red touches black, friend of Jack. 
Yeah, I grew up in New York, so we didn't oh, we didn't really have snakes. We had that in Texas. Like I, I've heard that before. Mm. Well, either way, Gino screwed everyone by by being like, "Yeah, there's white on that snake." No, he was thinking of the '80s band, but neither here nor there. I thought there was white on the snake. <laughs> I thought there was too. I think there was white on the snake, but no, the snake had nothing yellow. to do with it. We can go back and watch it, and we'll okay. see. But okay. you know, also the other thing that's interesting is how they aren't actors. Then that kind of blows our whole idea of Chris, the ex beauty queen, being you so what know does she the do killer. Now? Well, she's an ex beauty queen. No, they not, do like promo work and you know stuff like that. No, I don't know. I don't know they what do. promo work. Yeah, is. but you would think <laughs> that she would have some other title than ex beauty queen. Yeah, I mean, she would have. Promotions. Yeah. Pro- Marketing. Promo guide. Or they do that. You know, like, that's her highest title. Maybe she just... Let her, let her be the ex-beauty queen. Okay. Let her do it. I, I and mean, they should just put beauty queen. Yeah. Uh, but she, the ex is was, like, no, she's not no. this anymore, but we're going to put this out of her title. I mean, yeah, I guess... That's the part that throws me. All right. Yeah, retired beauty queen. I don't know. Beauty. You can't really retired. retire. <laughs> she's beauty. not beautiful anymore. It's, it's, uh, no, she's an ex-beauty queen. No, 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 That sounds no. terrible. Let's, let's be, yeah. I, I like Chris, though. I feel like she's slowly she's on climbing radar. the ranks of, like, she might be one of the winners because she's figuring stuff out. And like, she, yeah. she's always... She, I mean, she's a smart... Smart ex beauty queen. She has elf like ears as well, which are cute. <laughs> which is <laughs> what we'll also like do. What we're also going to do this week in predictions, which we're almost there, but not quite yet. I want. We should now that we know that that's the way that it was. We should predict who we think the killer is, and also who we think wins. Because we I haven't like been it. doing that. No, yeah, because we've been just guessing who the killer is. Right. So we, we don't know. But we're getting down to where really we should. We're putting us on the spot every week. I mean, Zyker well, wouldn't even do that. He said no more. That's true. Yeah, he really... did say that. <laughs> yeah. But, that's but okay. it's funny. It's funny because fun. people agree. People disagree. We love your guys' comments on iTunes. Uh, our website, AfterBuzzTV.com, is great. Also, if you guys are online, there's a great thing. That, I don't know if you heard about it yet or not, but Serial Buddies, it's a movie that our creators, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, did together. It's an amazing. It's funny. It's like Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. It's awesome. You guys should download it, watch it, leave comments about it. We'd really appreciate that. Um, okay, sorry, I just had to say that. I was just thinking about it. Okay, but also we kind of left out a little bit of the whole drama with Gino coming over and saying, right. like, you need to be part of our team. If you do, you'll be safe. And then look what happens to his team. It's kind of like, I mean, I really do like that Cam was like, back off, buddy, not going to happen. You know, even though I kind of think Cam is a jerk. I, I kind l- of like Cam. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not a fan. Of I don't eat like he's just a little too arrogant for me. A little and too. And that's cocky. why I think he's not the killer because he wouldn't be like, okay, let me take the safe card and maybe you know get a payday anyway. And this is also why I don't think Gino is the killer because I feel like Gino is stirring up too much stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like the killer would go to the other team and be like, come back to our team. We promise you, you'll be safe. I feel like he's too much of a game changer or trying to be a game changer that he can't be the killer. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny too with the teams. It's really going like back and forth, seesawing. Seesawing. <laughs> I love that twisted. New York accent. I know, it comes out every now and then. Between, like, what's the strong team? Like, a couple weeks ago, Cam's team was a strong team, and everyone was, like, trying to go over there and get information from them. And then all of a sudden, people might be defecting to it, Team Cam. It's that clue. It really is that clue, because that's who, I mean, well, whoever now figures it now out. Now we're down to three and three, and, and Ronnie's already uh, alienated. Are we down to three and three? Yeah. 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 There's six people left. They took so two out of- Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's Cam, Lindsay, and Chris, and then Gino, Ronnie, and Milena. That's who's left. Wow, that's yeah. That, those are the teams this week too. I mean, right. we don't even know. I mean, at at some point, there's going to be some defections, and someone's going to say, "Hey, let's go four. I well, think, and but also, there's only five episodes left. All right. Oh wait, no. So no, there's, no, there's like, four. Are there four? He four, four episodes left. Yeah, know, sorry, we've miss. had five. So there's four episodes, right. and there's going to be three on the finale, is what it sounded like. He says the finale has three contestants: winner, loser, killer. The and the interesting so, thing is, oh, and, or not interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, interesting. I've already said it. Sorry, guys. But Ronnie kind of pissed off some people this week, so they're already, you know, and he was I, scared. He said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he should be. He got the info and. He didn't share it with his team, and but I mean, going down to this final thing, you have to like he knew his team didn't have the information. So if you're thinking there's only a few of us left, I need to get it. I mean, I would maybe flop too. Flop? Maybe not flop. Well, wait, so math wise, is there going to be one week where someone doesn't die if there's four uh, episodes so left? I just did it, and so there's. there's <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. There's six. There's six going into episode six. Right. There's and there's three in episode nine. So either there's one for either there's one elimination going forward or there's going to be one with two and zero. But it works out that there's only if there's only one for each episode, then we have episode six has starts with six. Episode seven starts with five. Episode eight starts with four. Episode nine, which is the finale, starts with three. And then you have your winner, loser, killer. Okay, I don't think there's going to be another double murder. I I don't think so. There's probably I mean, they've used that twist. Right. And then they have to not kill someone, which would make it kind of like. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Okay. Um, so anything else that you guys want to talk about? It's very interesting. <laughs> I love that word now. Now we're saying it. Like, I know. Um, That's interesting. Totally. Oh, <laughs> the gosh, interesting yeah. after show. Um, but I think it's, you know, Dana and Sasha together dead. That, that looks very, I'm real curious about what that death. I was yeah. sad about Dana because I've grown to like I her love more. Her. Yeah. At first, I kind of yeah. thought she was annoying, and then now, now hearing you know from makeover. him that <laughs> hearing from her that like she was really actually that stressed, I and know. you know, then I kind of felt bad because I thought she was just totally acting. No, I yeah. thought she was a little overacting, but then no. I think maybe she's just dramatic. No, she's actually she, she looked tired. She looked tired, and she's actually she's tweets back and forth a lot. Yeah. And she's actually really genuine and really awesome. So we're sorry to see you go, Dana. So yeah, keep in sad. touch. Yeah, she I was kind of sad about that too. She brought drama, but not because she was dramatic. You know what I mean? Like she just had a presence that made you be like, oh what's going on? You know? Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. well it looks to me like she got all the blood maybe drained out of her as part of death. That it's, looks so, creepy. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the Andromeda strain where they take all the blood out of anyway, it turns to solids well neither here nor there but i think next week's death will be interesting because we haven't they didn't actually show us well i I don't overuse that word i'm cool using it in the correct i I don't i don't don't someone actually went back and we we love that you guys watch the show and we love that you guys do this stuff because now we're aware of it but someone went back and wrote every time that we said the word interesting that like to the minutes but it's a really interesting show so it's the best (laughs) word and we can't say other words that we might want to say so um, interesting 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 no 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 none of that <laughs> sorry okay. no we appreciate that um okay so i think it's time for predictions unless there was anything else that i missed uh can we also now, predict the manner of death next week since we don't know what it is 
Ne- but we never really know the death. We didn't know he got snake bitten no, that's, today. All right, never mind. Bitten. All right, let's just do the... All right, fine. Shoot down my... Why don't you go first, then? I can't. Mr. Prediction. I can't. I'm, 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 I'm very hurt by... You guys, go ahead. Go ahead, Richard. Okay, so I think the next person that is going to be voted off is going to be Melina. Or, or scared or killed or whatever. I just feel like she, out of all of them, I feel like she's kind of the weakest one. I don't know. That's my guess. I feel like the killer... I'm starting to think it's Ronnie. Okay. Bounty hunter? So you think hunter. Melina dies next week, Ronnie's the killer, who do you think wins? I'm going to think Chris. Okay. What about you, Brian? Uh, I still think Gino's the killer. Uh, haven't changed. Still sleeping at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I think that... Uh, I think Lindsay's gone next week. She just seems a bit whiny. Um, and then the winner... I'm going to go with Cam. Wow. Okay. Okay. Please, no. I think that next week, Lindsay is going to go. I think that the killer is Ronnie. And I think that Melina is going to win. Really? I do. Hmm. Because I think Lindsay is somewhat very dramatic of a character right now still. So I think people now at this point in the game are like, well, then it's got to be Lindsay because she's been played back and forth. There's a lot of drama around her. So for me, it would make sense if she goes next. Change your mind on the flight attendants, eh? Yeah, well, Sasha's dead, so I gotta find somebody else. Okay, so thank you guys for watching another after show with us. You can find me on Twitter at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. And you can find me at Virginia Reina. And you can find me weekly on the podcast. Sweet. Thank you guys so much. And thank you again, Brian, for... Brian. Thank you again, Anthony, for calling in and being part of our show. We really appreciate it. Thanks. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 